Howdy! Welcome to Girl About The Yard Chats. I'm Verena, or Girl About The Yard. I'm a lover of Marmite, Earl Grey Tea, and French radio shows. This is a podcast where I chat about topics that intrigue me, or simply to guests about how they go about their lives and where their passions lie. I welcome you to the chats I would have over a dinner party if we could all be in the same space. Thank you for listening. Let's get on with the show. this week's Girl About the Yard Chats 2. Today I'm chatting to Nikki who is the co-founder of marketing agency Luna and Lion and she is a business coach. Hello Nikki, how are you? Hello, I am really well thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, very well thank you. Um, It's a complete honour that you're here chatting to us. Um, Please tell us about how you got here, like how your journey, what your timeline looks like. Did you have an epiphany on a hill at age three thinking, I want to be a marketing agency co-founder? Funny you should say that, actually. (laughs) I wish it was that easy. Um, No, so I think, well, to be honest, I suppose my life was fairly predictable or kind of traditional up to a point. You know, I um, went to school, went to uni, did marketing at uni, really loved it, um, was always drawn to marketing because I just think it's such a good blend of creativity and analytics and a bit of geekiness, but just the chance to really be imaginative. So I loved it, always you know I wanted to work in marketing. Um, moved to London, obviously to work in marketing where everyone, where everyone moves to after uni. Really enjoyed it, worked in sort of various companies and ended up in media sales, which was really fun really sociable always out and about and I loved it but I just kind of got to that point where I felt like something was missing and to be honest it was quite confusing because I thought this is where I wanted to be and I was good at my job and I was enjoying it so I didn't really get that there was a bit of a, a disconnect that something was missing so I thought well I probably need to get another job so I went for promotion and thought when I get this this will be like the golden ticket and I will get this job and everything will fall into place and I will just be feeling white as rain got the job and uh shocker I still still didn't feel right just um yeah that something was missing sort of for lack of a better phrase and I then reached out to a life coach um I never had a coach before and I just sort of thought well it'd be worth a try and see how she can help me kind of map out what to do and I knew that I'd always wanted to work for myself um never known doing what (laughs) but I always wanted to be my own boss at some point. So I went to her and just kind of said, you know, how can I work this out? You know, what can I do? And I actually fell in love with coaching so much that I went on to do a coaching diploma and thought, well, I'll be a coach. Um, Did a diploma, absolutely loved it and thought, you know, I learned so much from that. That's been so beneficial in every walk of life, like relationships, business and coaching itself. Um, But I knew that I didn't want to work solely on my own and obviously running a coaching practice is is amazing and you work with incredible clients but you run the business by yourself Um, and I'd always wanted to work in marketing as I'd said and and my friend Scarlett and I had for years talked about starting our own business together you know with the odd cocktail like we'll do it next year we'll do it in six months time and it just never materialized really Um, and I think I'd put up loads of blocks of being like oh well I'm not you know I'm not different. There's loads of marketing agencies. Like, why would I do it? Like, there's no space for me sort of thing. You know, the classic imposter voice that comes to all of us at times. Um, and I worked through it and we sorted it out. And we launched Luna and Lion at the beginning of last year. Um, and I left work at the end of January last year. So 
uh, it's been a really interesting first year to be self-employed, but I know it's obviously been tough for everyone. Um, yeah, and I've I've obviously learned so much, um, lots of ups and downs, lots of lessons, also like lots of laughter and joy. So yeah, it's kind of been a bit of a weird roller coaster, but now here today, I'm just really excited for the next step and to get back out and actually be able to live this lifestyle of working for myself actually like live it in you know in like normal circumstances be the lady who lunches be the lady who puffs <laughs> around doing whatever from working from your phone so I love how you're you say oh in a year's time in six months time at no point I imagine did you say when we hit a global pandemic let's start this business yeah and uh, here we are alas yeah obviously it was never part of the plan but then I think in a way it's kind of got Scarlett and I to be so creative and resilient and it's really tested our relationship because I think it's been hard enough in the current climate to start a business but to start a business together when you're apart um has been really hard and to do everything online as everyone has had to do um has been a struggle but I think just not being able to see each other ever (laughs) Um, because I'm in London and Scarlett's down in Sussex so we're actually kind of we are a bit far apart geographically too so it has been a challenge even to meet for a the odd walk outside as we've been able to do at times so yeah um it's made us really pivot our business plan to focus on things like um we even launched our own range of t-shirts we ran our own events things that were never like on the radar going in but again it's yeah it's taught us a lot and probably got us to where we are today with brands so amazing Amazing. do would you say that starting a business in a pandemic is really scary or would you say that it's actually scary regardless and actually the pandemic has almost given you more time to learn what you like and don't like in a business I guess you're less busy pottering around to loads of crazy events like learning new things on the job instead you're like looking at it in a, from a position of actually that role really doesn't suit me because it doesn't suit me right now and you can say mm. I'm not good at I don't know I'm not good at script writing or I'm not the one who's great at choosing color you know color formats how about you do that one and I'll take over this one because we just know what we want a lot more now we're less resilient to dealing with stuff we don't like because we know we don't have to yeah Absolutely. I think I think there's been times throughout this last year and a bit when starting in a pandemic has felt like a real blessing and um, when it's been like a real curse. It's been a really odd balance. I think, yeah, to your point, the blessings have been, you know, like more space and time to do it at our own pace, um, to have less distractions, you know, also, you know, being realistic and being honest, you know, it's been, you know, the first year in business is, you know, you're building up your revenue and your business stream. So to be able to not be out and about and spending as much money, even that has, you know, has been helpful. But I think we are both such people, people that not having any face-to-face meetings with anyone has really impacted our energy and creativity. You know, when I visioned being a business owner and also doing my business coaching, I could not wait to be out at events and working in like coffee shops and co-working spaces you know that is really how I saw my lifestyle so it it hasn't obviously matched up to at all what I expected it would be like so bless yeah as I said like pros and cons but I think I'm hoping now going forward looking at it positively that 
we have learned so much from this experience and we are now such a strong team and now we've been able to focus on like really just building the brand and because we haven't been able to meet you know clients as easily um I'm now so proud of what we've made and created that we're in a stronger place than ever to go forward so it's really hard to say without knowing but I mean starting a business will always be scary whether you're in a pandemic or not I suppose um and I guess you know normal life people wouldn't have had as much time to also give us attention and we engage with our own content brand events whatever it might be um but it is what it is and it's happened and I'm proud of where we're at. Okay, tell us a little bit more about uh, your role as a business coach. Who, like, who do you want to work with? What's your vibe? What's your approach to coaching? Yeah, so when I, when I started doing the coaching practice, I have already changed so many times sort of my focus. And this is within like 18 months. <laughs> um, but I think that represents the pace that I work at and therefore the pace that I sort of look for similar clients to work at, if that makes sense. My sort of, my brain and my lifestyle moves 100 miles an hour. And that's what I enjoy. Which I think maybe it's why the pandemic has been difficult for me because it has forced things to be so slow. Um, so I, you know, originally I was work, working with people on, um, done relationship coaching I've done like lifestyle I've done entrepreneur coaching so I framed it and now I position myself as a business coach for daring dreamers um and the reason why I added on the daring dreamers point is because you know over the last probably six months when I've really focused on business coaching um I think you need to be specific about your tribe and who it is that you click with and who who you know that um, not only I will enjoy working with the most, but they will get the most out of me and vice versa. So to me, daring dreamers is people who are creative, open-minded, and who can imagine and can dream um, and aren't restricted by sort of thinking of their limitations, but also are willing to be like challenged and push and have that kind of bravery in them. I sort of say it's that um, fire in their gut, they're ready to set a blaze and really kind of go for what they want. So I suppose within that the relationship between us is I always like to be very um, responsive and connected because of working on Luna and Lana, I only coach three or four people at a time. So it's kind of a, a, a small group that gets all my sort of business coaching magic in one go. So it needs to be quite um, a focused relationship that I always try and um, balance with compassion and challenge and I just think each person is so unique. It's always such a privilege to be part of someone's journey and what they're creating. Um, and also kind of, again, what's, I think what's different is that I'm actually a business coach who runs another business. Coaching itself is a, a massive business to manage and handle. So absolutely that in itself is, is completely valuable and valid. But I think running a marketing agency gives a different perspective, right? You know, you're out there like, pitching, designing services, um, managing budgets and all sorts of things. I think it just gives me a, a different viewpoint when I work with a, when I work with a client um, because I kind of bring that side of, the, of my sort of marketing knowledge and that perspective into it as well. And aside from obviously pandemic and all the other joys of 2021, <laughs> 2020 even, what would you say is, has been your biggest learning curve of starting a business and, and being a business coach? I think it comes down to, well, the word that comes to mind really is just enjoy it, right? Like this is the chance to actually create something that is on your terms with what you 
want to create, not just for your clients, but for yourself. Um, and we, I think we can so quickly get wrapped up into like the seriousness of it and take it so everything becomes quite heavy. And I've definitely learned that in the last year where, you know, I see it at the end of the day, sometimes I just think, well, that was a bit heavy or a bit stressful. And I sort of hold myself accountable for that and think, well, why do I feel that way? This is my, this is my business. This is what I'm, you know, creating. So obviously it won't always be like, you know, sunny and fabulous, but I think it's, it's finding fun in what you do and just laughing with, you know, with the clients, with other people that you meet. Uh, For me, it's all about embracing the adventure and laughing along the way, you know, like take all the curveballs and try and learn from it as you go. And just know that what really something that might seem super important to you or something you're really nervous about, you think it's gone really wrong. Um, with love, nobody else really cares. So just see it as part of the journey, part of the adventure. And yeah, try and laugh along the way. Yeah, that's definitely been the learning for me is just, yeah, to really enjoy it. And are you enjoying it? I am. Yes, I can say that I definitely am. Over lockdown, I don't think I've realised until recently how much my energy's just been all over the place. Um, I can wake up and have had a great night's sleep and sit at my desk and just still feel knackered. You know, the feeling when you're like, have I even slept? (laughs) Um, We've all had that in lockdown. And I I think I I haven't sort of been as productive as I would have liked to have been. I think that's why I've kind of been harsh on myself and where that stress elements come from. But now, I, you know, I'm glad I'm in the mindset where I just think, look, I can't change the situation. We're nearly over it, hopefully, fingers crossed. So kind of enjoy the fact that for now, it's this last stretch at home. Um, and yeah, just, and also enjoy the fact that I'll never be at this startup point again. You know, and years down the line, fingers crossed when it's all, you know, um, global, successful. Um, I'll be like, oh, remember those days when we used to sit at home in tracksuits and like, and just think, you know, not to downplay it now, but I just think I want to enjoy what's actually happening now rather than constantly looking forward. Um, so, yeah, I think being present as well as how I'm trying to find joy at the moment. Amazing. And it's so true. You're in a position right now where you can you can literally ebb and flow as much as you like. And once you get to global, once you've, you know, have your <laughs> massive banner on Times Square, you can kind of do less playing around because people will they'll know, you know, you, you come as the, the pink background of the red font, for example, or you come as whatever. You can't then turn around and be like, guys, we're actually going blue now. They'll be like, uh-uh, don't know who you are anymore. Whereas now you can pick and choose as to what you want to take and leave, which is such a blessing um, mm. and incredibly daunting. But no, I agree too. Like, be like, be playful with the position that you're in. And as you say, like, you know, in time we want to have a team. Um, we really want to, you know, expand and build this community of people. So, I think a lot of people jump the gun and and try to almost act as if they're not a startup or not at the beginning of their journey. When actually, that brings its own value to your clients and community. So, yeah, own that and share where you're at in the journey, and yeah, embrace the newness and nervousness and of the whole thing as well terrifying mm-hmm. would you say there are any myths about the coaching industry oh it's a good one yeah it's I've actually found that recently I've had to scale back the amount of other coaches that I see and engage with 
both on social and in network groups and stuff because I just I think as it's becoming more popular it's becoming almost more polished or they're trying to make it sort of polished and everyone tries to fit it into a box of what the service is and it isn't so what I say is, is purely my perspective but I think having done a coaching diploma and knowing the magic of it and the power of it it is supposed to be in its purest form non-advisory you know we're trained in techniques and ways to get our clients to um pick apart their beliefs you know build new narratives set their goals for, for themselves and that's why it sticks and that's why it works so I think a lot of people the common one is they think that coaching is advice which of course like if someone says to me oh you know would you recommend an accountant I, I won't be like no find them yourself obviously like you know it's a relationship I care I will share my resources and my experiences um I know intuitively, I think I will know when someone is susceptible to um, or it will add value to, you know, acknowledge a thought that's going on for me. But yeah, the most common myth is people that think it's advice, which really is mentoring rather than coaching. And also, again, I think people have this perception that maybe it's like, we're just all chat. Like, oh, how can that, you know, like, did you just have a conversation? It's like, yes, it's, co- it's a conversational um, approach. But depending on what kind of coaching you're looking for, it can be conversation, but it's structured, it's powerful, it's your own space. Um, you know, even just some clients I've had, they've talked for like 45 minutes and I've only asked about three questions. But just having that space that's solely theirs to put into it what they want and have no judgment or opinion is really valuable in itself. Um, but if you want it to be action-based and accountable, then boy, it absolutely can be. So I think, yeah, people think that it's um, maybe less action orientated than it can be, if that's what you're looking for. And will you, as we leave Zoom behind in such an emotional <laughs> form, no doubt, um, will you continue to use Zoom? Will you continue to strive to work with people all over the country or are you much more rooting for the in-person clients? So it's a hard one. I mean, coaching wise, before while I was doing my diploma and before you know this all kicked off I was meeting some clients um, in London in town which was great uh, and I really left it up to the choice of them depending where they were based so I have worked with clients before all over the country so uh, yeah I, I'd say I'd like it to be a mixture I think there's merits to both and it's down to the client and what they feel most comfortable with and I suppose maybe a benefit of the last you know, 12, 12, 18 months is that people now are comfortable on Zoom and know how to use it and communicate. And you can have, you know, deep chats and it doesn't feel awkward online. But um, I do also love doing it in person. So yeah, really, hopefully it'll be a blend that's down to the client and their preference. And then for Luna and Lion, I can't wait to, to do things in person. I think having you know um check-ins status meetings over zoom is great it's a quick win it's efficient um but when we have these like two and a half three hour creative brainstorm sessions over zoom it's just so different it's so different and you don't get that creative vibe like between the team and the room and you can't jump in over zoom it doesn't work and you have to take it in turns to talk and I even have a bit of paper that I use as a whiteboard and write things down and hold it up and put it down and you know it's just it's just such a different energy so I think yeah again for Luna and I it'll be split but I think there'll definitely be things that we will now always do in person as soon as we can and for writing on a whiteboard do you have to write backwards 
no we trust we tested this because i see it backwards on myself on zoom but you see it the correct way weird okay weird i know weird but yeah i mean again and the logistics of zoom in general are um, challenging when it comes to things like that too very cool (gasps) back to uh 2020 2021 question have you noticed a business boom or a business drop small business startups or the rest of it because of lockdown more time I guess people have spent more time dreaming and I guess they've also probably said now is as good a time as any to get on with my little dream that I want to do or not so little uh, international (laughs) brands yeah I mean it's it's a weird time isn't it because obviously we know that this has been an incredibly traumatic and challenging time for some people in their businesses um but I think silver lining has been, as you said, that people have had the space and time to launch their project they've been working on for ages or like expand their side hustle or whatever their situation might be. So definitely with Luna and Lion, we have seen um, a lot of small businesses grow and come to us for support around like their um, brand DNA, so that mission statements, values, um, like campaign launch plans, content strategies, all sorts of things, because there's been that uptake. Um, and I think I also see it from the consumer side when there's been a general shift that people now are more inclined to support startups or businesses, not only from, well, all, from all sorts of reasons, you know, to actually ethically support small businesses, but also um, from a sustainability perspective. Um, I think also from the actual joy of it as well. You know, some of the clients that we've worked with, with Luna and Lion and with coaching, you know, buying their products and knowing they've been made by hand or they've kind of they've come from that individual that connection and that story is so strong that I think the consumers are welcoming that narrative and the chance to shop more independently so yeah we definitely have noticed a shift and long may it continue but it'd be interesting to see what happens when people go back to work and how if it is a side project um how they might kind of manage their time but then I've also seen clients who've actually been able to give up their full-time job to focus on their new their new business and project so yeah it's really exciting and hopefully that sort of creativity continues and inspires more people to start up their dream from a marketing point of view the marketing world is busy it's loud because you've got so many people choosing to do new things and whatever else and I guess you simultaneously have new businesses that are influencers or mm. tiktok geniuses or whatever have the marketing rules or guidelines changed or are people now looking for really consistently clear um mission statements consistently clear branding they now they really want the separation you know the wheat from the chaff effectively Hmm. it's a really good question because i think i don't i don't necessarily know if the pandemic's changed the rules I think it's sort of sped up what's already happening. So I think people were already leaning towards more of a brand relationship, looking more like the brand story, their ethics, you know, buying the brand and their position rather than that actually the kind of the product or service. I think that was already happening, but this has kind of exacerbated that process. Um, and people now, as I said, they never kind of want to maybe look at their buying habits and, and shift and, and see who they're supporting. Um, I think maybe in terms of, actual kind of day-to-day marketing and what we see come through I do think because of that shift in focus on like the brand itself rather than just the product or service people well consumers 
almost require brands to be more engaging and creative because that's what they're looking for, which which is great if you're if that's what you want to do and if you are that creative person and you're willing to lean into that. But um, I guess that demand from consumers also puts more pressure on new businesses to have that figured out as we go and rather than enjoy that new phase as we were talking about earlier. So I think it really depends and depends on the headspace of the business owner um, as to whether they are super clear on their why, what they're creating and their story behind it or if they're kind of learning as they go, either one is completely valid and right in its own sense. I just think consumers need to have patience. And when a brand changes or evolves, that is totally okay. So I'm like, oh, but you said before that, you know, it was all about X or Y when it's like, well, if it's a new person starting a business, they are allowed to grow and change with the brand. That's that's part of the journey. So yeah, I think there's been more demand um, in that respect. And it'd be interesting to see how that grows and I mean, I think the rules in general of marketing have always been always been a bit of a head spin, even for me, like being in it. Um, and I think all I tell, yeah, <laughs> all I just tell clients is just try and cut out the noise. Like if you don't want to be on, I don't know what's an example, like if you don't be on Instagram, don't be on Instagram. Just know that that fits your business plan. You haven't got to always follow the crowd. Um, marketing again is, hopefully something we position as being really fun and exciting rather than like a tick box oh I have to do this or I have to do that um it can be really powerful if it aligns with your sort of authentic vibe that you want the business to bring which is a really interesting way to look at it because it certainly for me Facebook is Mm. for friends and a Mm. few funny memes and ridiculous (laughs) groups Instagram is for escapism. Like I will spend hours experiencing other people's lives through Instagram. Twitter is a minefield, but very funny. Snapchat, I don't get. And TikTok, I, the hours I could spend watching that stuff, but it's almost unexplainable. Like on Instagram, you know, if you like something, then something similar will come up. On TikTok, I can literally get anything coming up. And it's yeah. a world that I don't think I could ever invest like invest any time in because I'm not quick enough. Move. By the time I've learned the dance move, they'll be three years old. Like there's just no like, yeah, I tried to learn one and Rob was like, I think we just leave this particular world to somebody else. I just don't think it's worth it. I was like, oh, brilliant, thanks. But I think that that is very key from a marketing and from a business coach point hmm. to encourage people to accept that running with the crowd actually isn't always the best way to use your time. I think people are more intuitive than we, can, than we give them credit for. I think if you post something on Instagram and you don't really feel it, and maybe it feels a bit awkward for you, people can sense that more than maybe you realize or you might think. Yeah. And I found so often with clients and myself, if you just lean into actually what you want to say and do, that is more often than not what will actually work. And because if you enjoy it, you'll put more into it and then it becomes a positive cycle for everyone involved. Um, I mean, yes, there are things that always advise the clients, like if you want to use a social platform like Instagram, I think you, it's, you have to do it well. So rather than like dabble in and out, if it's better to do less and do it well, rather than be like, oh, I'm on all the platforms and I'm everywhere. And it's like, yeah, but are you making content for that platform? Are you just putting every, like the same post on all the pages? You need to kind of be a bit strategic. Um, 
so that's hopefully where we can blend the strategy and fun side of being like okay what do you want to create much want to talk about and how can we make that sort of relevant for your objectives and give it a bit of like a bit of focus but yeah this is supposed to be um social media is supposed to be fun and often you know it can be it cannot be I totally get that I'm also guilty of that yeah try and stay in your own your own lane and connect with your mission and values like we were saying and hopefully that should guide you and give you that clearer focus and keep out some of the noise would you say that social media is on a rise to then drop do you think it's plateaued do you think people are getting more savvy as to how much time they spend on it like what's your vibe around social media at the moment Mm. again well looking at the last year i'd say there's been real waves obviously when lockdown started do you remember everyone went on Instagram live within days and was doing like events and all sorts of things and talks, which is great. And then it was like, Oh my God, this is so much. And then it stopped, <laughs> suddenly stopped. And then now there are a few coming back again. So it's really kind of gone through um, shifts. And again, same with all, with all the platforms, really. It's an interesting one. I, I try not to focus too much on what I think might happen because it's just such a minefield and I'm kind of one one person in billions of users yeah I I mean Clubhouse obviously is the new guy on the scene the new player on the block which I have dabbled in I've listened to a few talks I've been in I you know I've, I've I, I think it has it's a great it's a great space I mean hopefully maybe as they diversify and, and bring in other platforms and um, choices for people they might, people might find their kind of real comfort zone, maybe focus more on one platform that they feel really works for them rather than trying to said, like spread across all of them, which we know is, is harder to balance and often means what you put what you put out doesn't do as well. But I'm sure other ones will pop up. Um, I think Clubhouse is a really good idea. Um, but I think for me as well, I know that like you said, I can get sucked into like a social media hole for hours and then be like, oh, what time is it? Like, where has the day gone? So even though doing what I do, I, I do try and actually restrict it a little bit and give it a little bit of structure. So I don't just get sucked into like scrolling for hours without any real focus. So yeah, hopefully people will will be able to find healthy habits with it as, as we go back into normality. Um. And yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes, to be honest, and what happens over the next 12 months, because I think other than what we were saying about making engaging content, brands having personality, people focusing, especially on video and face to camera, that sort of thing. Um, I wonder if after lockdown, people will, I don't know, like step back almost and feel like they want to disconnect again while they readjust. Um I think what do you after lockdown what do you think will happen do you think people will just step back into habits straight away or do you think there'll be a, a weird phase in between I, I think there'll be a weird phase I mean yeah when we go back to normal life whatever normal life may be effectively with other things going on mm. I certainly won't have enough time to be active across five different platforms yeah and I think I will I've dabbled in a bit of TikTok. I've dabbled in a bit of Clubhouse, but I think I'll very much settle to what I know and love and always have loved in in Instagram. And I think it'll either be that people will say it was too heavy during lockdown, I'm leaving mm. entirely, or, you know, I'll go on once a month. Or people will say, actually, I'm 
addicted to it and I can't, you know, I'll, I'll use all of my spare time to do this. And I think our, our habits in general will change. Like, I think people will, they'll say, probably say yes to more pub meetings because like, you know, it's been so long. Yeah. But I think also they'll probably say yes to hanging out with more people in real life. And you've got that whole balance of like almost, I certainly found it before lockdown, I was about to hit serious burnout of just being absolutely exhausted. Um, and I wanted like, you know, three, four months off, but we then got it. And now I think we, we all now know what our priorities are, I guess. And so I, my big question is, will TikTok survive? The My second question is, will Clubhouse survive? Because mm. they are, the luxury in Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat is you can pick it up and drop it whenever you want. Um, TikTok, again, you can pick it up and drop it whenever you want, but you still need the content. And if you have less time in your life to produce the content or less time in your life to join talks, for example, on Clubhouse, yeah. will or will they become part of your content strategy? So people are constantly doing, you know, once a month they create a whole bundle of TikToks, for example. Um, I don't know. I'm really, really intrigued. I love seeing changes like that. Um, and how the dynamics will change. Yeah, or your people decide they don't want social media ever again and they're just going, <laughs> I'm off. Who knows? Who knows? Yes, I think you're you're right in that, um, you know, as we all know, like creating content takes a lot of time. It takes way more time than people think it does especially if it is, you know, TikTok, reels, videos, whatever it might be, it takes time. Even writing captions takes a lot of time if it's kind of a considered post, even like for Lunar Align, if we're doing one about a service, it takes a long time to actually write like a detailed caption. So yes, maybe it will kind of be that those content formats lean more towards like sort of brands or influencers where that is kind of their business focus um, and people will choose to engage with what they, with what they want. Um, or maybe again, people will see it now actually as kind of like a bit of a, a hobby and like a fun switch off thing for them to do after work, you know, making a TikTok, engaging in content. Yeah, we will see. We will see. That'll be really interesting. <laughs> um, so I'm a small business, I or I'm thinking of being a small business. How do I start in the minefield, as uh, you said earlier, about everything being pretty perfect, pretty well, you know, chiseled where do I where do I begin as a from a marketing point of view on my small business so we always advise starting with brand DNA so that's not our phrase kind of like making your brand bible as it were so what is your mission statement why do you do what you do and you know yes companies can have polished ones that you can find online and research them but it doesn't have to, you know, it's a working document. It can change, it can evolve, but just having your kind of North Star and reminding yourself why you're doing what you're doing can just be helpful for so many things. And I think also it can be really motivating as well if you actually can articulate why you do what you do. Um, it, it really helps. And it's the same with values. You know, Luna and Lion, our values are all based on energy and bravery. There other ones like um, community and positivity. But energy and bravery is in it that comes through in our visual branding in our name Luna and Lion um in everything that we do so if you have that that touch point all laid down up front um it can make you feel more confident going forward as well um and that also includes things like your tone of voice target audience your brand story 
all those things nailed down can be really, really helpful. Um, and I would also say to collaborate is something again that we really advocate at Lunar Align, and I also do it as a you know as a coach with myself. I'll collaborate with other people. I think lockdown has got people so open and willing to connect and support other people that hopefully that vibe continues. And I'm sure it will because everyone's benefited. But reach out, you know, if you're starting a new business and you want to chat to someone that you admire or that you want to learn from, um, ask, you know, like connect with someone, you know, personally and like professionally, you know, don't handle them, but like reach out, say hi, they're only human. Um, And, you know, collaborate on, um, I don't know, like a, a live, a podcast, an event, a service, whatever it might be, that not only helps kind of strategy wise in terms of numbers reach sales etc but also it brings you that connection and community that I think you struggle with when you start a business because you suddenly feel quite isolated especially you know like Scarlett and I both worked in um big teams so to go from that to working on our own or even just two of us it's quite isolating and can be quite lonely so um yeah connect I think is a huge huge thing to get you started and give you that energy to go forward and how do you deal with boundaries for yourself? And then also, because I guess lockdown, you can easily become a workaholic because there's no clear time scale for starting or ending work. Yeah, especially when I feel like my businesses feel like actually part of my soul, <laughs> like another limb. I have a small child or something, <laughs> um, which is an incredible feeling that I feel very grateful for <clears throat> to care so much about what I do. But uh, yeah, I won't lie, it makes boundaries super hard. And it's a chat I had to have a few times with my boyfriend to be like, I know I'm still working, but it doesn't feel like work to me. So, um, and I was, I coach at the weekends, you know, as well sometimes. So it, it does blur, but do you know what? For now, like I am okay with that. I know as a coach, um, maybe isn't what someone would normally say if they were in that position but you know what if your energy feels right and you're enjoying the wave then then go with it and again I'm sure after lockdown when we're busier and we're out and there's more distractions I'm thinking for me it will kind of slot those boundaries back into place because it has to because you know if I'm going out in the evening or seeing friends then I can't work till whatever time but I think the key to boundaries is check in with yourself if you're if you're feeling okay about working later than normal and if you're enjoying it then don't there's no should you shouldn't you should not be doing something you can do what you want if it, you're enjoying it um so yeah just try to think in your, in your own headspace about what you actually need to serve you to then be in your to be your best self to carry the business forward I think we both had to have days um Scarlett and I have just actually switching off just being like this actually really is I just need a day to sit on the sofa and just chill out and I'm grateful that we can both give each other that space um so if you are working on your own as well just make sure you give yourself that space too and yeah keep checking in just keep asking what you need would you recommend starting a business mainly online through a video conference app (laughs) um yes I would as long as you're prepared for the shift in energy that demands if you are someone who wants to start a business to well connect I guess anyone has to connect if you're going to try and sell something but you know like to connect and grow yourself and a brand then 
you absolutely can do it on an online video conferencing app. <laughs> um, but I mean, I found, and, and I'm sure, I know people have, that it does require a lot more energy from you. I think you have to put so much more in through a screen than you do in person. And it also takes a lot longer to build that trust relationship and therefore get that conversion, whatever the sale might be. Um, just because, you know, if you meet someone in person, you know, within a minute, if you get on, you just get a sense of their body language and their vibe. Whereas online, that takes a lot longer to come through, I think. So um, absolutely, you can do it. Just kind of be aware of the energy. And I suppose be, you have to be more patient, I think. And what can we see in 2022 for uh, Luna and Lion and for you as a business coach? Well, I, I think coaching wise, I am loving the journey of seeing that kind of grow organically because now it, you know, um, sits alongside my work with Luna and Lion and I have that kind of small focused client group. I'm loving where it's at. So I'm actually not, I'm not, pushing for something else at the moment in the well down the line I would actually love to look at co-founder coaching so coaching like director teams uh, I think that'll be that'll be really cool um, and really interesting but I'm happy to see how that evolves um, and then for Luna and Lion well yeah obviously like you know marketing empire global domination vibes <laughs> I am here for this um, there's loads of things in the pipeline like we've got some new clients coming through some new projects um, and I think, you know, now we're kind of at that point where we're ready to really run. So just, I think seeing all the hard work we've put in actually now kind of come to fruition a bit more. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, you know, I think I suppose in specific terms, we're looking to get some more clients on long-term retainers, be kind of their core marketing teams, have that long-term partnership, um, launching some more creative projects ourselves some new contents events all sorts of things but yeah i'm really excited to see where we are this time next year yeah watch this space where can we find you on the internet on the internet so my instagram is um nikki underscore co so n-i-c-k-i underscore c-o-e and luna and lion is at luna and lion agency and our info and websites etc all on there um i'm always up to chat so anyone feel free to like drop me a dm or message if i can support you in any way or just have a chat then yeah i'd love to what is your personal desire for the next stage of your life slash career it's tricky because i when i think about like big big picture stuff like i i don't make five-year plans because i like not to know um i think if you have a really clear journey you kind of risk losing the chance to be reactive or spontaneous or open-minded to other opportunities so yeah big sort of big next vision wise I'm not sure but in terms of direct next steps it's kind of getting that balance back for me after lockdown I think you know workouts work and wine getting those back into (laughs) into balance <laughs> but, you know like life and play and getting that that balance back and I think that will really change my energy and then with coaching I want to grow that connect and serve you know more incredible like daring dreamers and be part of their journey and then yeah for Luna and Lion I mean yeah it's marketing empire world domination is you know it's, 
is on the card. But no, I think it's about taking everything that we've done this year and being proud of it and connecting with businesses that we can't wait to support and to create without limits. That's how we you know, try to approach clients and projects is to really bring the energy and bravery that we can offer clients and see their businesses soar. So yeah, I'm just really excited to, for who, who's coming up next and, and the projects we've got and seeing where that then takes us. Amazing. And to finish every episode, I ask uh, five questions and mm-hmm. it's utter joy, but I'm very much looking to, forward to hearing what your questions are, one of them yeah. in particular, your answers <laughs> even. Uh, what would world peace look like to you? Oh, it's funny. When you said that, I thought of um, misogeniality, you know, when they have it as part of the film. Um, taking it, no, taking it... Um, away from misogeniality I think there's been so much has happened this last year and it's so many like um traumas and struggles for people and a year that we'll never forget and I think what's come back to me every time is just thinking about like everyone taking responsibility for their own behavior just basic kindness to people I think and it's funny isn't it nowadays when someone's really nice to you if you're in a shop or I don't know in a service it's kind of you go oh weren't they lovely weren't they really nice it's like a surprise for someone's just kind and warm um and I think the world you know could do that and I think it starts with the small things of just those acts of kindness to people even just saying hello to someone talking to someone on the tube holding the door you know just I think that that, that then compounds and, and grows so I think it all starts with those yeah just basic acts of kindness how do you take your drink is it soft or alcoholic what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to guess a strong G&T with maybe even a grapefruit tonic, potentially with a sprig of rosemary on ice. Oh, I mean, that is bang on. I also actually at the moment, I'm loving the orange gin. You've had like mm. orange gin. That's really good. And I'd say depending on the time of day, I'm also a huge espresso martini fan, but they need to be rationed. I need to be watched carefully. Not before 9am. <laughs> At least 9.30. <laughs> What's your favourite adjective? My boyfriend would say I use, I use amazing all the time. And I think now I've, I've, I've overused it. I need, I need to shift onto a different word. So I'm looking for some new ideas. Um, I do love words like um, majestic and marvel. I think I quite like like grand words, marvelous. Mm. Uh, what's what? What would you? Have you got any ideas for me? Any words you've had recently? I could weave into my vocab. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go um, back to the classics. I also use amazing a lot and awesome. Mm. Awesome, yeah. Super, I use that quite a lot. Super something. For me, joy is? People. I, you know, I thrive off being around other people. I'm like a puppy. I can't be left alone for more than about four hours without getting lonely. Um, And I just think that's what life and memories is, is being with people, like whether it's old friends and family who I share a lot of memories with or meeting someone new and learning about their story and their adventure and their opinions I just get so much energy from people so yeah that definitely is, is what joy is to me is being with other people and would you choose ultimate wealth or ultimate love what do I have to choose <laughs> <laughs> love that, love that. 
No, I think it's, well, I guess saying that, you know, no, joy is people for me. So it has to be love. I mean, I think I said that the adventure that I'm on is all about who I meet along the way. So the people in my life that have got me here, like Scarlett and my partner Lewis and uh, my mom and everyone around me, I just think, yeah, I wouldn't be here without them. So yeah, love wins every day. Painful to admit, but love does win. <laughs> Maybe just love in a nice restaurant or hotel. <laughs> amazing thank you so much nikki for all of your time your expertise is exceptional and i could listen to you talking about it all day long so thank you very much for sharing your knowledge with us thank you so much for having me thank you for listening if you love this podcast and would like to hear more please do write a review it's super handy for feedback also dive on in and listen to the other podcasts in this series the guests are excellent i bet you'll love it Tag me on Instagram, Girl About the Yard, and let me know where you are in the world. I love seeing where you listen from. All the show notes for more information can be found on girlabouttheyard.com forward slash podcast. <laughs>